real quick, I recommend listening to Face the Music podcast on Spotify, where you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free without a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every imaginable topic. Plus, you can follow your favorite podcasts so you can never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to offline wherever and whenever and easily share it with what you listen to to your friends. So if you haven't already, be sure to download the Spotify app and follow us Face the Music podcast to make sure that you never miss an episode from us. Ha. This is Face the Music Podcast, Episode 1 of Coach's Corner with your host, Zoo, here from K23.ca. This podcast is all about knowledge for the musician, where we dive into the minds of today's leading characters in the music industry. Our focus for this podcast is to broaden your proficiency of the music industry. From session musicians, cultural officers, journalists, A&Rs, you name it, we bring them here to talk their talk. For this upcoming season, we'll be diving into conversations with three leading music industry coaches that share their insights and expertise to help you get the power to strengthen your career. For more of what I do apart from this podcast is helping musicians brand and market themselves through visual design. For more information, you can find my company at k23.ca. For now, let's begin this episode. Today's episode, we'll be interviewing Joanne Jensen, who's actually a music life coach. So for many years, Joanne considered herself a struggling artist, the kind that is working continuously, overstretched just to get little results. Before becoming a life music coach, Joanne was a country pop musician born and raised in Australia, moved to Canada where now she resides and lives in Alberta. Starting to feel the dread of getting paid as a musician, Joanne had to figure out a way to make enough money to live until everything changed for her, from her thoughts, feelings, actions, and most importantly, her results. She finally learned how to tap not only into the knowledge necessary to survive in the music industry, but the mindset on how and what to work on to create a great living in the business. Now Joanne shares her wisdom of the importance of mindset to her clients as a music life coach. We here at Collector 23 were mind blown when diving more into what she does as a music life coach especially in a time when artists now have the power to take their career wherever they want it to bloom. Joanne works with the creation of your strategy for increasing your career progress as quickly and healthy as possible. No more questions surrounding how and what to work on. She answers them all for you. Joanne has seen increased productivity by being accountable to the program and figuring out the things that are keeping them stuck and spinning in their wheels, reducing the stress of worrying about what to focus on. Some of the topics that she covers in her music mindset program range from time management, money mentality, the entrepreneurial side of the music business, continuous goal setting, all about royalties, your purpose, and of course, how to get sponsored. You can sign up to her program at musiclifecoach.joannejansen, which is J-A-N-Z-E-N.com. So musiclifecoach.joannejansen.com. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the germs and listeners, Joanne Jensen. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Zoo, and today I'm sitting in with Joanne Jensen. Hello. Hi, Zoo. It's so, so good to be here. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So, you know, uh, being a life music coach, today we're going to be exploring that and uh, seeing how that has been for you and how it has helped many musicians. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm excited to get into it. Let's oh, chat. Yeah. Let's chat music life coaching. Oh, right. So <laughs> first question to just get it off our chest. What song is on your mind right now? What song is on my mind? You know, well, I, I came up in the country music um, scene for many years, and I heard yesterday that Mr. Kenny Rogers passed away. <laughs> so I have had the gambler in my head all night long <laughs> and all morning just thinking about my childhood growing up on country music and Kenny Rogers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and how long have you actually been making music in general? In general, I have been, I would say, making music for 20 years or a little little more, maybe. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, you could even go back further than that if you want to go into my childhood. But I wouldn't even say I was making music. I was just kind of playing it and, you know, a big fan of it at that point. So, like yeah, 20 years. On, uh, like instruments, like only guitar, vocals, and like any synths, mm. any guitars, like... I definitely am first and foremost a singer. I've always been a singer. I started playing guitar about 15 years ago, I would say. So yeah, guitar is my primary instrument now. And you know, with all this crazy stuff that's happening right now in the world, I've challenged myself with a little bit of extra time I have to pick up the guitar and really um, dive into some technical stuff. So I'm I'm actually playing a lot more guitar in the last uh, little while here than I even normally do. That's good. I mean, with the COVID-19 happening right now, yeah. I'm procrastinating and um, it's, it's time to actually get the creative juices flowing and actually get something accomplished, you know? Yeah, I think there's a few days, depending on where everybody kind of hits it at a different time where you're sort of like stuck thinking, oh my God, what's, what's going to happen in the future? And you're a little bit down and now it's like time to like, hey, listen. I have this like crazy delusional idea that I'm going to rise from the ashes, a lead guitar goddess. So <laughs> that's yeah. my goal at this point in life. Yeah, it's actually really great too, because like some musicians are getting very creative, especially using uh, Instagram Live and Facebook yeah. Live to actually give their live concerts, you know? Yeah, I'm loving it. Loving it. So what would you say was like the main purpose of the music life coach for the career of them? Like, what, what, what made you actually say that this is the purpose of my whole mission? Yeah, I think, um, you know, you and I have kind of chatted a little bit about this and that I always say I was my first client. Mm. So when I figured out that my biggest challenge in life was going to be managing my own brain and my own thoughts, um, I really kind of started sharing that with people and started sharing that with friends and started realizing that this is actually transformative stuff. It's not just you know, something thrown on, it's not a band-aid, it's not just a strategy or who gets lucky or who has the opportunity or who has the money or who has the time or the connections. Um, It's actually, you know, full-on life transformative skills where you get to figure out how you work as a human, how you individually work because of your past programming and how you can go through a lot of roadblocks Mm -hmm. um, in order to get results. So my main purpose when I work with other people, you know, because of my experience with how it helped me is to really make them really be attached to self-development for the rest of their life. So how has self-development actually played a role in this? I think I sort of came by it a little bit naturally and then I came back to it because I had to. So when I was a teenager, music was my self-development. That was how I felt. That was how I did things. But I also, in the background, was like consuming 
self-help books you know at the time there was like dr phil books they were the, they were the only ones you know but i would read like um autobiographies like my very first autobiography was nelson mandela's biography i just wow. yeah i was 14 years old and i've never stopped that so i've always been a huge um like hugely fascinated with self-development mm -hmm. and honestly it wasn't until later on in life where I actually realized how to put it into practice and how mm -hmm. to actually use this to better myself and the things that I thought were happening to me because of my circumstance um, that I could actually make a difference for and that was you know that's my thoughts that's how I think about something that's what I make it mean to me yeah. that's what how I choose to get up and and you know be in the world did you have anything that you you took out of these uh that you can share today like for example have you started meditating in that sense did you find a way to um yeah like a writing writing uh technique that allows your brain to you know explore its thoughts and what, what have you done practically yeah I think, well, it's so interesting because I kind of feel like music is a meditation in itself. Um, but what happens to artists is that when we put commerce together with music, we forget that it's a whole journey of like meditating and like sharing ourselves with people. Yeah. So what happened with me when it, in the self-help sort of area was that about, I don't know, 15 years ago, yeah. I discovered yoga and I had tried yoga bef like years before and was not successful at doing it at all. Like I was, my mind is always like running. And I tell this joke all the time about how I knew things were changing for me is that I went to a yoga class and we were lying down in Shavasana at the end where you're lying on your back and we had this really chill yoga instructor and she was like, just imagine that you are an eagle and you are soar soaring above the sky. And literally in my brain, I imagined myself as like the road runner, <laughs> like That's zooming. Awesome. Yeah, and I was like, oh my God, my brain is just somewhere else. And so I realized that the mind is such a powerful thing. And I started doing yoga. I really started um, that. I think that was what first clued me in to a lot of things happening to me in my body, in my mind, in my, you know, um, environment that I was able to control myself where I thought it was so much out of my control. So really yoga, I mean, I'm actually still not very good at meditating, to be honest. Like mm -hmm. I'm not good at thinking about nothing. <laughs> very like ephemeral and you actually had to explore, like closing your eyes and exploring the universe within and that's yeah. a little bit messy, you know? Yeah, my universe within, like most artists, is kind of um, lunacy some of the time. <laughs> and that is why I think I do this. And, you know, life coaching can be for anyone, right? Like yeah. teaching people how to manage their brains is for anyone. The reason I do this with artists is because I am one and I do have that little bit of a different view of what an artist thinks about, mm -hmm. <laughs> what we obsess about, Absolutely. what we have to deal with in our industry, right? So Absolutely. so do you have yeah. like a variety of clients that are coming to you at like different stages in their career or mindset? Yeah. Like, do, you, do you think that, do you think that some of the that some of the clients are coming up to you is that they've come to a specific point in their career or a specific point in uh, a, a problem with their mindset meaning a, a blockage mm. of some sort do you, do you see that? yeah definitely i do see one really common point um and then i do have a, a lot of different 
clients. So I currently work with clients who are signed to big labels um, and have big promoters. And I also have clients who are just getting started and just getting their feet, you know, wet and in the out the door um, in the door of the music industry. So what I see is that everybody needs help at different points in their career. But the most common thing is really when exactly what I was talking about before, when you're trying to match art, music, you're in a journey with commerce and you know that you have to get paid or you have to pay other people. And it all, all of a sudden becomes um, not just about the music anymore, but about the business. And that can be really heavy for a lot of artists. And so a lot of the time people come to me when they're really in that place where like, I don't have any money. Like I don't, and they think that their circumstance is, um, because of outside influences. <laughs> and I sort of, you know, no matter where you are in your journey, kind of always bring people back to, okay, let's talk about what we can control and how that changes, you know, your results in the future. I, I always use this analogy, like nobody would ever get into a business, um, pay lots of money, put all their heart and soul into it, thinking that you could never make money at it. Mm. But in the music industry, we kind of do that. Yeah. You know, we, we kind of dedicate our whole life to it, our whole heart and soul to it, blood, sweat and tears. And then we're just like, okay, with not getting paid. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, but we're not really supposed to get paid. It's motivating artists and musicians to be like, you, could, you know, you can actually be on stage, have fun and still get paid. 100%. Um, you know, because us, us as musicians and artists in general, we need to be doing something. All this, all this energy that, you know, uh, that we have actually gets into painting that painting, uh, making, grabbing that guitar and getting that lick uh, done and et cetera, et cetera. We need to be doing something, but to translate that into uh, uh, having an entrepreneurial spirit is something that, uh, you know, we actually aspire to here at K23 and knowing that yeah. work on that, but you know, in the mental modes, you know? Yeah. I think that's such a good point. Two really good points that you, you, you um, had there. One is to have fun. Like a lot of people, you know, if you're, you're struggling financially, it's really hard to have fun, but I try to bring people back to the journey all the time and having fun. Two is we are all entrepreneurs and some of us really embrace that and like it. I like having a playground that has no rules. I love that because I can make it my own, but a lot of artists will resist that and reject that and they think okay they need to go straight to having a manager or they need to go straight to having somebody else you know do everything for them because they're just not entrepreneurial and you know in my opinion everybody needs to embrace the entrepreneur in, inside uh, them yeah because and let's face it creative people are really great entrepreneurs like they use that are. creative yeah, yeah. You know, I think we sell ourselves short that we don't know. That reminds me of a quote that I saw this week. The entrepreneur is the one that jumps off a cliff and builds an airplane on the way down. <laughs> and so I, I true. That's, that's like, so it, it encapsulates the concept of entrepreneurship and like, what are your suggestions uh, that you actually do give to some of your clients about how, like, you know, step one in actually acquiring the entrepreneurial mindset? Yeah, well, I think the first thing that I tell all my artists and because what I hear a lot is that I just don't know how to do the music thing because I don't know the right way. I hear that all the time. I want to know the right way. I don't want to, you know, fail. What I tell people all the time is that absolutely nobody in the industry knows the right way to do anything. We are all testing. We are all constantly jumping out of the airplane and building it, you know, 
jumping off the cliff and building the airplane on the way down or whatever your quote just was, was perfect. It's the idea that you jump in and then you figure out how you're going to do it along the way. Don't start with the how. It never works. So that's really the first place um, that I start with everybody is Mm -hmm. usually people get stuck in not moving forward in their career because they think they need to know the right way. Um, I'm a big fan of doing a hundred things and failing a hundred times and the hundred and first thing being the winner and being like, yes, <laughs> I Absolutely. did it. I really like that you said that because uh, teaching someone to build that plane and one actually love that plane because that plane is something that has never been done before. Mm, you know? Yeah. So knowing that you are the, the you know, the, the fingerprint to, to that, this new wave of something that you have created, mm-hmm. uh, it's almost like building a, a new story and people, people, to, to wrap your head around that is, is actually quite fantastic in some of your sessions, you know? Mm. So, um, like how, how do your sessions actually usually carry out in the Music Life Coach program? Yeah, so I do, I use Zoom conferencing, so video chat. Um, love Zoom. For, yeah, well, that's what we're using right yeah, now. Totally Big right shout now. out to Zoom. I love it. Um, so yeah, I use that. I have two programs that I currently run. One is a group coaching program, and by that, I mean that it's it's sort of a webinar style. You get to sit and watch me. You can ask questions, but you don't have to be on there with your face on there. You know, you don't have to be like some people just like to be anonymous and watching the video sessions. But I do them live so that anybody can ask questions at the point in time um, if they can be there. And also there's a replay. So every month I pick a topic and I dive into that topic Um and once a week, I do a, a coaching session, and that will have a whole bunch of materials, uh, you know, attached to it, like workbooks or, you know, questions, or I might have other resources that I kind of throw at you to use it. So that's my group coaching program. Then I have one-on-one, which I also use Zoom, and it's exactly the same, except for I sit right in front of one person on a video every single week for an hour for six months of their life, and we just go into pretty much everything from all of their roadblocks to all of the the great things, all of the things that they're struggling with. And, you know, basically, yeah, that, that of course is the most transformative program that I have. The music psychologist. (laughs) I don't know about psychologists. I think I'd go a little, little nuts to be a psychologist, but I, I know, you know, that's interesting. It's interesting to compare the two as well, because I think psychology really talks a lot about um, past and sort of working through past traumas. And what I do in most of my one-on-ones is I, I helped people connect the dots with what might have happened in their past. And then I say, okay, let's just talk about the future. So there's your dots. The dots are connected. And so because in my experience too, this is like what you were asking earlier, like I had therapy. Therapy for me was really awesome in discovering what had happened sort of to me in my past, but not very helpful in that I was obsessing over it every single therapy session. So I wasn't getting better because I was just thinking about it. I wasn't thinking about how my future can change because of it. I love that. I mean, so how long would you expect it to take for an artist to see the benefits of your life coach series? Yeah, that's a really great question. I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine. Um, So I actually see a very common thread with my one-on-one clients. So the people that I work with every week for six months and right around session number 10, 
I don't know what it is because every session with every person is different. But right around session number 10, I see what I call a breakthrough. And it's when people sit and go, oh, my God, I, I get it. Like, I'm doing that. I'm thinking that. Oh, I'm connecting the dots. The dots are connecting. I see that right around 10 weeks into my one-on-one um, -on -one program. With my group coaching program, I see it at all different times because it really is up to the person how much work they're going to do. So it's mm -hmm. self-directed. They have to get in there, do the work. Sometimes I get messages saying, oh, my gosh, I've just been doing this for a few weeks and it's helped me so much. Um, sometimes I get six months in and they say, oh, this is the, the best thing ever. Yeah. I suggest with my group coaching 12 months in the program is a really good amount of time. So why do you think that you went into coaching then instead of management? I love this question, by the way, because this is so funny because the first couple of clients I had wanted me to be their manager. And I always said, like, I have no want to manage anybody um, in the business, but I do have artist managers often contact me and thank me for working with their artists. Um, because they see a difference in them. So I think like for me, my goal, if somebody has management, a management team or a manager, my goal is to be able to go back to the manager and say, look, I'm gonna hand you back an artist who is so capable and able of managing their own brain that you will just be blown away by their capabilities. And that's really, for me, the difference. I think a manager has very different roles depending on the artist. So. Maybe one person needs somebody who's got a lot of connections and can walk them into the label. Maybe somebody else needs somebody who's like really great with radio and can get their stuff on. To me, that's just a really different whole world um, management. For me, if anything, I would be the person who helps an artist learn to manage, you know, their own thought processes. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, no manager wants to work with an artist who does not know how to manage their own brain and vice versa. No artist wants to work with the manager who cannot deal with their own thoughts. The manager can help them boost their career to another level, but yeah. to, to work on their mindset is something that we, we, we found like when we were searching up so fascinating and so important. You know, what's so interesting is that all of the managers that I've come in contact with, with for the artists that I work with, some of them are really great, really great at coaching. Like they'll be like internally like really great coaches. Others are like, I don't even know what to say when this topic comes up, you know? Mm -hmm. So it really depends on, on the person. Um, yeah, I just, I, you know, we were talking just, just a moment ago about practice and how people see the benefits of it. And this kind of analogy came to mind for me. And when I talk to managers, I use this analogy. You have instruments, right? A lot of artists have their voice, their guitar, their drums, their piano, whatever their instrument is. I see the brain or the mind as another instrument in this whole journey and your ability to be successful. And in like exactly like you just said, in order to get really good at that, you must practice just like you practice singing, just like you practice your guitar. So having a coach who coaches you vocally, who coaches you on guitar, who coaches you as a songwriter, is no different to having me who's helping you sort through the massive web of thoughts that we have, you know, on a daily basis. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the music life coach, Joanne Jensen, here with K23.ca.
I'm very happy that you sat with us and explained uh, exactly how you feel and how you, you work. Hopefully that you continue inspiring. Well, thank you so much. It's so great to chat with you. I'm so inspired actually for about what you guys are doing with this podcast and the topics that you're covering and the people that you're talking to. And, you know, I'm just happy to, to be a part of it. Nice to connect with you. Absolutely. So for our listeners right now, could you be able to give us an awesome self-help book and or uh, an improvement book that people can take away that really actually resonates with you? 100%. I have one book that I almost send to everybody that I work with. Um, it is Bob Proctor's The Art of Living. It is a quick read, but it's jam-packed with amazing things. There is a piece in this book. It's called The Magic Graphic. It is, um, I believe, um, lesson number five or class number five. And he does a graphic of how the subconscious and the mind and the conscious mind works and how, you know, it all, it all goes together and connects the dots. So fully, 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 100% recommend that book to anyone, The Art of Living, Bob Proctor. Love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Hopefully we get to see more of your live inspirations. That would be amazing. I'm, um, like I said, really, really, really excited to listen to more of your podcast and get that out there for everybody as well. So. Thanks, Guy. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Episode 1 of Season 2 of Face the Music Podcast with your host, Zoo from K23.ca. Season 2 is called Coach's Corner, and you just listened to our intimate conversation with music life coach, Joanne Jensen. In the upcoming episodes lined up, we have vocal coach Teresa Cirillo and live production coach Tom Jackson coming. So subscribe now to Face the Music Podcast to stay in the know. Catch you later.